Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Katie Bella Show. I'm your host, Katrina Goodlett, aka Katie Bella. 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 Everyday 
life. We will take phone calls. If something relates to you, call in, share a story, affirm Kashmir. This is what it's about, loving space for our black people. Call in, 347, talk to Cash, 237-4756. So what's the tea? Ew. What is the tea? I'm happy to share that I've been working very hard on a comedy routine. I believe in putting my best foot forward in everything that I do, and comedy is no different. So typically what happens with me is I dive right in, deep, and then I climb back out and learn how to swim. So I started writing a set months ago, but never really did many live stage performances. I did do a college weekend tour in the spring with Jay May and Awkward and did a ladies' night event at Bad Bronx, coordinated by my friend Raul Time, as y'all know recently, for self-care. And so I'm starting to get back into the thick of things, and I figured a good time to step it up to the next level is now. I will be continuing to work on my stage back, just to let you guys know, so stay tuned. And as always, if you know of any good gigs or good mics, please email me at Katrina Goodlet, that's with two Ts, at gmail.com. So, Stonewall. Hmm. The worst of it is that Emmerich purposely whitewashed the movie so that it would have commercial appeal. Stating, I didn't make this movie only for gay people. I made it also for straight people, he said. Quote, I kind of found out in the testing process that actually for straight people, Danny is a very easy N. Danny's very straight acting. He gets mistreated because of that. Straight audiences can feel for him. Nope, 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 nope. For all that talk, Emmerich, even your no, 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 they were... It grossed $112,414 from 127 theaters. And that's coming from Monique Peel, Daily Cox. I'm no fiscal in Ebert, but that is not good when your budget was $17 million to only gross $112 million. You do the math, Emmerich. when you try to focus on selling a movie rather than telling the actual story through the lens of actual people who were there and what was documented. Whitewashing never sells. Stonewall movie, you get to have several seats, please, for the week. Wait, 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 wait. Is it there? I don't have it queued up. That's all right. We're moving on. Well, y'all get the point about Emmerich. I'm done with him. What are your thoughts on Stonewall? Talk about it. Do you care or not? Nah? If you don't, then let's not even talk about it. But if you have some thoughts to share, three initial reviews of Stonewall have been generally negative. Writing for Vanity Fair, Rich and Lawson described the film as madly suddenly bungled. The script is alarmingly clunky and featuring production design that makes late 1950 Street look like Sesame Street. Lawson faults the director for taking, quote, one of the most politically charged periods of the last century and making it into a bland 
real coming-of-age story. And the role of Marsha P. Johnson, he says, is played as comic relief flatly. The treatment of Johnson is part of a wider lack of respect for non-white and non-butch characters in the movie. Lost in state, they are treated with only a minimal pat-on-the-head kind of attention, showing the riots through a white, hetero lens. And that was from Wikipedia. Now, one thing I do believe in is uplifting work that is actually being done by amazing QTPOC. believe in uplifting those who are out there creating art and creating. How can we critique those who profit and exploit our history and our story, but yet remain silent on supporting those who are doing some work? You can call out basic whitewashing and erasure and affirm and pour into artists at the same breath. Yes, y'all, it's possible. See, after I'm the kind of girl, after I write a scathing critique of some basic shit I see, I may go online and share someone's call to action or purchase a book or connect folks together. I do it as best as I can with what I got. Not all of us have the same resources. Not all of us have the same platform. But I make sure that I can utilize what I have to make sure that others can live and eat too. It's called collective economics. And I believe it's one path toward liberation. So with that said, please support Happy Birthday, Marsha. Amazing work being done by Miss Major and Raina Gossett, Sarah Wartzel, on the Happy Birthday, Marsha project. This is the real deal, not the Stonewall mess. With Happy Birthday, Marsha, you're getting firsthand accounts from people who are actually at Stonewall. You will also see a bevy of amazing, talented, intelligent trans women of color on your screen. Support this project by going to www.happybirthdaymarsha.com. They still need support in their post-production cost. So without further ado, I would like to welcome our first guest, Kashmir Harper. Or should I take a phone call? Maybe I should take a phone call first. Who we got on the line? All right, I see Kashmir on the line. Who else we got on the line? I'm going to take a one phone call before I bring on Kashmir. Kashmir, just hold tight. Um, if your last four is 8455, 8455, hi, you're on the Kitty Bella Show. Going once, going twice. Okay, maybe that was just a supporter who did not want to. That is fine. Continue to listen in. Without further ado, born and raised in Philadelphia, Kashmir, or Scooby, as she more affectionately is known, more on that later, is now at a place in life that nothing can stop her. Becoming an author in 2015 was her first book, Thoughts of a Tainted Heart, a collection of poems and short stories. She is now in the process of opening her own publishing company, Hope Lash, after 20 publications. You go, girl. Parentheses H slash H20. 
which provides authors of all ages and walks of life an atmosphere for their creativity and stories to be supported and uplifted on a platform of victory and to be witnessed by all that turn the pages of short stories, kids' books, autobiographies, cooking books, fictional drama, you name it. Cash is on it. Without further ado, writer, poet, publisher, Cash Mir. Let me cue up the applause before I bring you on, Harper. Yes. <laughs> Author Cashmere, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Hello. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me? The, the yeah, yeah. I'm coming okay today? Okay, because sometimes yes, my sound be a little off. Good, good, good. Can How you are you hear me? feeling today? Yes, I hear you perfectly. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great today. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm so excited that you decided to come on the show. Um, I see you're doing amazing work. And so it was just like a no-brainer for me to have you on. <laughs> Um, yes, can you thank you tell so much. Our, absolutely, absolutely. Kashmir, so I'm going to start off, get into the book. Can you tell us, tell our audience, what exactly is the genesis behind Thoughts of a Tainted Heart? Um, Thoughts of a Tainted Heart is an exclusive look uh, inside my journal. It's very personal, yet still relatable. Um, I don't leave any... Any emotions unturned dealing with love and heartbreak and love making and loss and closure, um, overcoming, you know, bad relationships. So it's, it's it's really deep, yet it's really good. It's a really good read. I'm loving the feedback that I'm getting from it. I'm surprised that so many people that I reach, I mean, of all ages, I've had a, a, a lady in her 80s, like, call me up and tell me how much she loved the book, which was <laughs> was very surprising. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and I, I was not aware that this was actually a personal collection of your innermost thoughts. Wow. Did you have some trepidation in sharing that with the public? Um, no. I, once, I, I, once I vowed and dedicated to putting it out there, I was very open and willing to to be open and viewed and understood. I just wanted to be understood. I wanted to help other people that might have been through the same situation. So I was, I was excited more to just get it out there and release my feelings to more than just my notebook. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh why a book of poems and short stories instead of a more traditional uh, autobiography or, you know, a fiction book or something? I feel like poetry is is the is a trend right now. It, it was an easier way to get people to mm. Mm. So, <laughs> so I stuck with that. Um, I do I do plan on putting a more traditional novel out. So, but I felt like this was the the best way to get everybody's attention and on board first. 
Absolutely. And I know you talked briefly about that you've been getting all types of uh, ages of people coming up to you. Um, can you talk about that a little more, Kashmir? Like, what is what has been the feedback so far with this book? And what are some of the things that you were surprised to learn from the people who have read it so far? Um, like I said, the feedback has been amazing. Like, I was surprised to get so much good feedback. Um, I've gotten people to reach out to me to say that it reminded them of some things their their father would say to them, some things that they have dealt with and battled with, and now they're, you know, able to handle it better. Um, I've had people wanting mm-hmm. to send it to their grandkids or their daughter so that they can get through um, breakups and, and heartbreaks. I've had, uh, I had a lot of people come out who wanted to say that they, they've, um, they've thought about writing and now that I've done it, they want, you know, my advice and how to, how to do it and all that. And that's where I came up with the idea of, um, hope after 20 publications. So I want to, I want to, you know, encourage others to do right, encourage others to to be heard. Um, but I want to focus mm-hmm. more so on people in the community, in the LGBTI community. So it's going to be focused more towards more of putting them on the platform and not having to go through what I kind of went through as far as um, being rejected the first couple of times and sending my manuscript to publishers. And them not thinking that my words were worthy of selling. So that's what I choose to do with Hope After 20. That's so powerful that you talk about inspiring other writers and other artists, Kashmir. And I just want to affirm you right now for uh, talking and bringing that to the forefront because it makes me curious as, as to know who was that person for you in the creation of this book? Who was the one that gave you the support and gave you the encouragement to say you can do it? Um, I have a very supportive family, so they have always been my cheerleaders. My my sister is my number one supporter and motivator and inspiration for everything that I do. Um, she is serving a life sentence right now, and... I basically, she basically leave, lives through me. So I try to push myself and do all that I can for her to make her proud to be the, the baby sister that she's proud of. Um, I have some amazing friends. Um, Sammy Joe has been my number one push in everything. Shout out to Sammy Joe. Yes. Yes. Let's give her some some shine. Shout out to Emmy Jodato, who was tremendously um uh what's the word I'm looking for? She was tremendously helpful and instrumental in making sure this interview happened. If you don't know Sammy Jodato, you can Google her. She is the coordinator for the last number of years for the Philadelphia Trans Health Conference, the biggest trans conference in the world. So, um, yeah. She's that girl. <laughs> yes, yes, she's an amazing woman. She definitely is. Yes, yes. Um, Cashmere, can you um tell us what age did you start writing poetry? Um, I started writing creatively at ten. 
I that was like at an age before I even know what knew what poetry was. I just used to write my expressions and my emotions and leave space in between. So and then when I got into studying writing and different types of writing, and I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a poet. Like I write poetry. So, um, yeah, I started at a young age. Um, it was my way of getting staying out of trouble, even though it caused me to get in trouble a lot of times, especially in school when my story started to be passed around and I ended up in the principal office for writing this uh sexual not um short story. Uh, it's just right. so yeah, I started at a young at a young age. Uh, who are some of your favorites? Or your you have any famous poets or people that you uh as you were growing up that you looked up to? Your um, writers Yes, uh, my my all time favorite is Maya Angelou. She is mm-hmm. the queen of literature to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I also enjoy I also enjoy Nikki Giovanni. I love Sister Soldier. I'm a I'm a bit of a old school reader. Like like people like old school music. I love old school literature. So I I pick up. I'm always reading Maya Angelou or um, Nikki Giovanni. They're old. And, and um, first published um, poems are, are, you know, travel with me all the time. Um, I like I like um, some new some new um, authors now too. Um, I like Christina Hill. Um, there's a mm. uh, spoken word artist that's locally here in Philly, Miss Fierce. She spells it with a P H. She's awesome. Um, right now I'm reading uh, Brew. By, yes! Uh, Shout out, bro! Make <laughs> <Pick> it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I actually stole it from Samantha. I have to give it back. <laughs> Ooh, that's the narrative. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You find yes, it in when you can fit him. Yes, it's, it's, I can't put it down. It's like X-Men meet Harry Potter type thing. It's crazy. Like, I yes. love it. Lady Dane is definitely brilliant. Shout out to Lady Dane. Every episode, I pick her up, and it's for a reason. Shout out to Lady Dane, who is brilliant. www.ladydanefd.com. Just had to get that in. Sorry, Cashmere, about you. Go back to you. So, um, yes, Cashmere. So, thank you for naming some of that. Are there any people in the community? Um, I know you just mentioned Dane. Are there any other writers that you also, um, are aware of it, that, that that really inspire you as well? Um, I I picked up a lot of books from the community, and and which is a bad thing for me. I don't really um grasp on their name right away. Um, right, right. Um, I'm kind of the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Like I, I if I if I'm at an event, I I tend to buy. Any book that I can see. Um, right. There's, uh, there's this one book. It's called. Uh, I'm not sure if she's in the community, but I remember picking it up at um, Outfest last year. Okay. It's called On the Come Up. Um, it's by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's by Hannah Weyer. Oh, okay. Yeah. On the Come yeah. Up. Yeah, it's, oh. it's about coming up in Brooklyn. Or New York and being homeless and then you know overcoming all that and now she's just she's won a NAACP award 
um, for her for that book actually. So right. Well, Cashmere, um, I I read the book and I found it really dope. And one of the things that really touched me was at the beginning and the acknowledgement. I believe that's where I saw it. Um, you talk about your grandma. And I just mm-hmm. I had to ask you this, and I was like, I have to ask Cash this. What do you think, what would Yaya say about thoughts of a tainted heart? <laughs> and for those who don't know, please share with our audience who Yaya is and the importance of her in 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 your involvement in creating the book. So people sort of get um, Yaya is my grandma. We called her Yaya because one of my little cousins couldn't say grandma when he, when he was growing up. So everybody um, <laughs> called her on to Yaya. Um, she is a queen to me. Um, she raised 12 kids on her own in one house in North Philly. And along with raising all of her, you know, help raising all of her grandchildren also, and I, I I always say that I don't remember anything ever being like disconnected or cut off or ever missing a meal. Like I admire her strength so much, and I mm. think that she would be extremely proud of my work. She might have said a few things like "you shouldn't had," um, you know. Her, her number one thing to me was always, um, "Not everything is for everybody." You know, certain oh. things should be kept private. <laughs> I remember a time, I, uh, yeah, I was like maybe 14, and I came home with a hickey on my neck, and she was just like, you know, um, you know, I'm not going to tell you not to, you know, experience love, but not everybody needs to know what's going on in your bedroom. So I think she, right, would, right. she would have said that to me about this book, but she would have been like extremely proud and of me and and my work. I'm sorry, I'm trying to not get caught up and emotional. But Absolutely. yes, I think I think I definitely made her proud with my accomplishment and this book. That's so amazing. Thank you for sharing that cashmere. That was beautiful. Um I think oh, we're still there. You're there, Cashmere? Yeah, yes, I'm here, I'm here. I'm okay, okay. I had a weird noise just now. Um, I want to take a phone call. Let's take a phone call. Uh, okay. I'm going to say the last four and just come on the line. The last four is eight. Choose this one already. Eight, four, five, five. Eight, four, five, five. Hi, you're on the Kitty Bella Show. Hello? That's me. Eight, four, five, five. It's Samantha. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't oh, talk. Hi, everyone. Right. I still have laryngitis. Oh, no, girl. Bless that boy, but we love you. I love we you all. love you. Yes, baby. Let me, um, oh, my God, my baby sounds so sick. Get it? Get better, boo. Get better. Um. Yes, yes, so better. Oh, my God. How about we read a passage from your book right now? Let's do that. Um, okay. Yeah. Guilty poem, is that what you chose? Yeah. Why yes. did you choose Guilty Poem? Um, guilty is my favorite out of the book. is because it's the one that I experienced the most. 
Um, once you, once I read it, you can you'll get the feel of it if you haven't already read. Right. But it's like right. um, it, like being in a relationship and giving you one hundred percent and doing all that you know you can do and doing your best and still not feeling it, still not feeling or 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 being told that it's not good enough or it's not enough. And then you realize that you are enough and that relationship is just not the one for you and you let it go. So mm. and you be and then you become okay with that relationship not being the one. Absolutely. So. Well whenever you're ready, Cash, go ahead. Okay. So guilty. I walk into the courtroom handcuffed. I stand before the judge with no shame. For I know not what I do. Has she read my as she reads out my charges, I look around confused. One count of loving unconditionally, two counts of poor judgment, ten counts of loyalty, ten counts of honesty. When she's done reading the list, she looks up and asks, how do you please? I look at her and I look at my lawyer, then I look back at her and say, guilty. She sentenced me to life. It is to be served at the Lesson Learned Correctional Center, where I must say it's not such a bad place. It's not many people here. Mm, yeah. Where <laughs> is my... Let me give you some songs for this message. <laughs> what? That last line, Cashmere, when you say... It is to be served at the Lesson Learned Correctional Center, where I must say it's not such a bad place. Not many people here. What are, What are you saying with that? What do you, Why is it? Why is Why are there not many people there? Not Not many people learn from their mistakes. They could. They tend to mm-hmm. repeat the habit or repeat the the action, and at that point, I've learned my mistake and I've learned how to adjust and not to carry it on into the next relationship. I've learned how to move past it and grow from it. So not I I say not many people are here because not everybody catches that the first time go around. Like it takes a few times to fall to get up and realize that it's something in your way that you keep tripping over. Ashe. And I noticed I made a note when you listed out the numbers of the counts on the charges, <laughs> I noticed a disparity there. Why <laughs> so many on the counts of loyalty and honesty? What are you trying to say with that? What is the meaning, the the, the symbolism in all that? Um, I, I added more counts to those because in a relationship, you 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 have to be loyal to, or you're expected to be loyal to not just that one person, but also that one person, that one person, you know, friends and, and then your friends and and um, loyal to the relationship itself. So it's like constantly there's more, I don't know how to put it, there's more, um, you're expected to be loyal to more than just one thing. So it's like right. more counts on it. Also with like honesty, like, I'm a very honest person, and <laughs> and sometimes it comes off blunt or rude or offensive. 
So I tend to charge myself with honesty a lot because, and not many people can handle handle honesty. And sometimes they take it so offensive or they take it so, it's misunderstood so many times because they don't, they're used to being lied to or they're not used to the truth all the time. So sometimes being honest, sometimes being honest can be a crime. So that's why those two are have more counts than the others. Absolutely. So at this point, I'm gonna sort of shift the interview a little bit. Um, we'll come back to the book, and I'm gonna, of course, ask you to tell where folks can purchase the book and support you. We'll get to that. Um, but I, I'm really, I would like to really just get to know your thoughts and get to know you a little bit more. Can you just talk to us, Kashmir? Um, since your book is about relationships and your experiences and love, what are some of the pressing issues that black same gender loving women face today in this day and age? Um, I think I think being labeled as anything outside of what you wanna be is the number one issue. Like, um when I chose or when I started dating a trans woman, I was labeled as as what the lesbian community would call a dick layer. I was um I was also told that I was bisexual. Say that, say that again. I was also told that I was bisexual. No, 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 before or, or the dick layer part. Yes, I think I think people put too much emphasis on the sex part, like how do you have sex and how does that look in the bedroom type of thing instead of just focusing on the love and the bond between the people. And I think that's a problem in any relationship also. Mm. Like, like everybody's felt like somebody has to wear the pants and somebody has to wear the skirt in every relationship where... Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, if it's a good, healthy relationship, you both take um, leads on certain things. You both are submissive to certain things. So So would you say, Kajmir, that it tends to be a fixation on gender roles within that that segment of the community? Yes, yes, yes. I definitely think think it's a um, fixation on the gender roles. I don't, I mean... I think that's, that's How do we overcome to, that? How do we move on from that? Mm. How do we push through that? Have you? I, I like, what are your experiences? That, I think, I, well, me, I push through it by just, you know, just being me. I don't tend to pay too much attention to what other people think. Like, I live my mm. life as I want to. And mm. and I, I have a, a high tolerance, and I'm very patient with people. <laughs> So I, mm-hmm. I I adapt to things and I understand ignorance. So I just move past it and just do me, you know. Even, nobody's opinion is going to change how I feel about a certain person. I have to view them, or they have to show me a difference to make me feel different towards them. So absolutely, I mean I think 
I think if everybody just focuses on the love and their own love and not worry about anybody else's love, we'll be able to, you know, move forward and overcome a lot of things. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, can you talk about also another big thing that comes up for especially black folk is uh, access to health care? Can you talk about some of the barriers that we face, especially for black and gender-loving people in accessing health care? Have you had um, issues with this, or maybe you haven't? Um, I'm just curious. I I really haven't had issues with it. I mean, my only issue now is that I've actually gone a while without health care and did the whole mm. um, free clinic, free clinic um thing and I was really fine with my health part like my health partition and everything and now I actually have to pay <laughs> when I go um even though it's cheap like I, I don't like the fact that now they're putting these um strains on it and now you have to have health care and like I have to go figure out a plan to get on and all this stuff, stuff. and now I'm paying way more money than I would monthly to get it, like before I used to just go to the clinic when I'm feeling sick or I go for my normal, my yearly um, physical and all that, and I pay like 5 or $10 each visit. Now right. I'm going to have to pay like two, two something a month, and I'm not going to the doctor every month. I don't agree with that. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I don't agree with that. Um, I think, but I do think that... Um, uh, like healthcare and uh, different resources are not made so accessible to to everybody. Like, like, um, like you grow up and you're automatically on your your parents' healthcare. And I think like parents should take a time. Like when that kid gets older, they should explain the process so that when they get out there and they're like going to college. Like I remember when I went away to school and I got sick and I went to the doctor and realized that I was too old to be on my mom's healthcare anymore. It was like mm-hmm. if we take steps to to teach the youth how it it goes, it will it will transition mover. Absolutely, I want to go back to black same gender loving uh, relationships for a second. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there is enough? Uh, Do you think there is enough visibility out there of? Uh, gender-loving black women? Is there enough examples? Is there enough people out there visible? Like, what are your thoughts on uh, the visibility aspect of that? Now, when you say visibility, you mean, like, on TV or, like, just walking down the street, period? Both. 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 <laughs> uh, I mean, definitely not. It's not enough on TV. It's not enough love, just plain love on TV any, anywhere. Like, I I tend to not watch too much TV. Um, Everybody, like, on TV, as far as, like, the media and TV, they seem to push hate more than they push love. Like, you don't, you you Mm. see back in the day, like, even in cartoons, you used to see back in the day, like, the parents would hold the kids or they, uh, they have, like, meetings and family groups and all that other stuff. Like, we don't have a lot of shows that show healthy loving like it's always mm. uh, it's always domestic violence or 
or rape and all that drama is on there instead of just it's not a it's not a love love on T V period. As far as um like being out in the street and stuff like that, I think I don't think it's visible because um you can't always assume someone is together just because they're walking down the street together. Right. Um, right. And not a lot of couples now hold hands, which is weird to me. Like, I, I, I deal with that in relationships. I've dealt with that in relationships all the time. Like, I I love to hold hands, and I'm a really affectionate person. And people tend to not be too affectionate outside. I'm not sure why. But we have more displays of love and affection in the street, and it would be, it would be more visible. Absolutely. Um, they definitely, I think it definitely needs to be more narrative, um, showing more nuance too, right? We don't just want um, a same gender loving black woman propped up on the screen and then we're happy, right? Because that's like, that's what, like, it would be good to see that. And if we do see it, like, the person be like, like, just really, like, badass, like, just policy and, like, not like in some gender role, but like they date men, women, trans women, gender not conforming. You know, like there's just you know, so that we can open up this spectrum. Like, do you, you really do you agree? Like, there needs to be like this more nuanced conversation around same gender loving um, queer people. I'm sorry, you, you now you're going in and out. I can't really hear. You. Oh my god, no, that's not good. I was saying, um, <laughs> do you agree that there needs to be more nuance around? Uh, the kinds of relationships that they do show. Like, we just don't want to put a black stranger, same gender-loving person on TV. You know, we want somebody who is going to be a more of an example of what, you know, the true spectrum is. Right, right. I, I, yeah, it, it, it should be very versatile, no matter how it's, it's expressed on TV or outside. Right. Like, it shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be just stuck in this box where... Trans women should only date trans men, or trans women should only date men, like, or trans men should only date trans women. Right. Like, right. It should be, it, you should be able to love and date and be with whoever you want to be with. And they, they should know it. I mean, I mean, but it, uh, people also have, have to give it time, too, like, to, to put it out there, like, you can't, like, if you see one story, like, right now, all of a sudden you see it everywhere, like, there's all these um, gay and lesbian sex scenes on TV, like, on um, how to get away with murder. Like, now now we got that. Now we can't just call up and be like, oh, let's put, she should now, but she don't like trans women, so you didn't include that. Like, I, I mean, I think you should give it time, like. Give Shonda Rhimes time to uh, put it in her storyline when they go talk and come over right, the next like, topic. Right, like I don't watch um, How to Get Away with Murder. I know, don't shoot me, guys. But like, <laughs> I know, oh, you, you know, get on of course, Viola Davis. Right, I know Viola Davis' character, and I know some of the stuff that goes on. And I know that this past episode, there was some sort of uh, recall or flashback. People were all talking about it on Twitter about how she had a past lover um, that was uh, same gender loving. So it's like they're trying to. You, you can see they're trying to like change the narrative. Right, right. Yeah, they're trying to. But I mean, if you 
I'm not a lot of things people complain about a lot of things, but you're not and you're not on the movement or you're not pushing it forward, you're not doing anything to make it better. Like you're just sitting here complaining about, oh, why didn't they do it like this or why didn't they do it like that? If you think they could do it different, it's nothing stopping you from going out and doing it the right way, which you think is the right way. Absolutely. Kashmir, why the nickname Scooby? <laughs> I was in love with Scooby Doo growing up. Like I had to watch it every day. I had posters. I we went to all the Scooby Doo movies. Like Scooby just stuck with me. Everybody know that I love Scooby, so they called me Scooby. I um it's a touching story that I I used to have this stuff Scooby Doo that used to talk and you um when you feed him stuff he would sound like he's eating it and I left it in my grandma's room when she got sick to watch over her. And now, <laughs> yeah, and now um, my aunt holds it hostage, and it, it protects her house. Like, when you go in, you see it right at her front door. So Scooby-Doo is something that just always stuck with me throughout my childhood and now into my womanhood. Absolutely. Thank you. I was wondering about that. I was like, what is that Scooby about? <laughs> Did you like the Scooby-Doo movie? I didn't like the movie. I didn't. I didn't like the. I didn't like the second one. I liked the first one. The first one was pretty cool. But when they tried to redo stuff, I don't like it. But so, what is in the future for publisher author Cashmere Harper? Please tell our audience what is in. The, what are you working on right now, and what is in the future? Um, right now, I am working on the second part. Thoughts of a Chain of Heart, which is Thoughts of a Lost Soul. It's um it has the same concept mm. as Thoughts of a Chain of Heart, but it does it deals with more emotions through my state of being um misunderstood, mistreated, discriminated against. Um I touch on the, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh it also mm. it also gives you a twenty one day step to rejuvenating your mind and soul um, journal in the back of it. I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, I also have um, Hope After 20 publications is in full effect. Like we're on board. We're getting, like, websites and everything going up. We're trying to put some um, events together where we uh, bring in other self-published authors that might be already published or who want to be published. Um, just an event to like do little workshops and meet, meet and greets and networking. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited for you. Are you going to be? Um, what's the other thing I had here? Um, where can folks find your book? Um, you can find support you. Right. You can find Thoughts of the Tina Hall on Amazon.com. It's on Kindle. It's on iBook. Um, I have a link. On all of my social media, which the handle is all at Author Cashmere, where you can get um, an autograph copy straight from me. Uh, oh, also, I don't, th- I don't think I got that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also uh, locally. It's in uh, the Giovanni Room on 12th and Pine. I also, it's also being carried at Artistic Hair Salon, which is on. 
on Seventh Street in between Chestnut and Sampson. You can you can catch me there any day of the week, and I'll I'll sign it for you. So and where can yeah, folks follow you? Please give out your social media handle. Yes, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Author Cashmere. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Author Cashmere. You can email me at author.cashmere at gmail.com. Yes, for any booking requests. <laughs> yes, any booking you, you any... want to just talk to me. <clears throat> yes. Well, this has been so amazing, Cashmere. Do you have any final thoughts, anything you want to say before we um, close up the show? Um, I just want to say... Just, just move through life with love. Love rules everything. It overcomes everything. If you love more, you'll you'll be happy. Um, please do follow me. Please do email me. Like I answer every comment. I answer every email personally. Um, anything, anything you want to know, just hit me up and I'll I'll get back to you asap. Oh, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kashmir, author Kashmir. Thank you. Um, thank just, you, thank you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm so happy for you, so inspired by you, and so just I love that love space can be created where we can all collectively affirm each other, support each other, and do this shit and be badass. And you're one of the badass people. And now you're <laughs> part of the Kitty Bella podcast. So thank you so yeah, much, thank Kashmir. You. Thank yes, you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. It's the least that I can do. Please don't hang up. Hold on, Kashmir. We're going to close up the show, but I don't want you to hang up, okay? We'll talk okay. later. No problem. Thank you so much, guys, for being here today. That was a great show. Yes, please check out the podcast. If you're just tuning in, the podcast will be up in a few minutes ready for you 24-7 to listen to anywhere, anytime. Please check out our other Over 30 podcast shows that are on demand at blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Kitty Bell Show. Also, please feel free to keep our show afloat. Pour into a small, large donation, whatever you can. I do appreciate it. I do need the help. Via PayPal at kittydroid2011 at gmail. So to close out today's show, everyone keeps talking about Janet, and I don't have her new song, so don't ask me to play it, but I have an old song already queued up, not that old song, and um, yeah, I think it'll be the one to close out the show. Until next time, everyone, tell them the truth, as my girl Sammy Jo says, is an act of love. Speak truth to power.